On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Simple, Jake Sorensen, early break. Thanks to Derek Bombeck coming in on his birthday. Tell us about all things Lincoln and more. Wearing his Shut Up Simple shirt today. You yes. can get your own at theticketfm.com on our shop there. The shop link. It's really genuinely always great to see Derek. We like Derek. Forty, num- Big number 40. And we're going to go to uh, Sun Valley Lanes at some point with him and John Lazito. Hang out. Um, Sometime soon, when you get some free time, I think next week we is, do. We, me and Derek do text about it a lot. Yeah, um, next week might be good. I've heard that before. Well, I'm serious. We're planning it out then. Yeah, make it happen. Yeah. Go visit Sun Valley Lanes and John. Uh, first hour was pretty. Um, you said interesting. You, you described it as interesting show so far. Yeah, off the air. It was a little chippy. Well, I had, to, had, I had to play Take It Easy almost twice. Yep. Yeah, you haven't had to do that for a while. It's been months since I played. I don't know easy. why today I came in. I always come in on Friday, kind of with my Dukes up, because I don't want it to be a like a. I don't like mail in Friday radio. I don't like it. I di- I, I I hear it a lot, where where people just say, "Ah, oh, it's Friday. Let's just uh, joke around." We'll mail it in an early break. Oh, we're not mailing. We don't it try in. to at least. Yeah, I don't like mail. It we in we, we broke a story at six a.m. Well, it wasn't a story. It just came <laughs> on three dot com. Put out as we pointed out earlier in the show that Matt Masker, the backup quarterback for Nebraska, was mentioning some things about the offense. It is he says it is Mark Whipple's offense, definitively. Yeah. The for, June, those, for those who don't know, hey, what's the mixture? It it is Mark Whipple's offense per Matt Masker. Yeah, Matt Masker. People are gonna say, what's Matt Masker? Well, Matt Masker has been in the program since 2018 as a reserve quarterback who works directly a lot, works a lot and directly with Frost. Um, he's seeing these these pretty massive changes. If you want to revisit that quickly before we get into yes. the Air Lingus, yes. Classic. Here are some quotes from Matt Masker. Again, we mentioned this in the in the first segment. You can listen to that podcast also at theticketfm.com. Matt Masker says regarding Scott Frost, he has definitely taken a step back. I think that's been really hard for him. As you know, he's been the offensive guy. I know it's been hard for him to step away, but that's what he agreed to and why he hired Coach Whipple. He agreed to, yeah, this is your show now. Yeah, I'm the head ball coach, but I need you to bring in your offense, be in command of it, and run it, and Coach Whipple has done just that. Interesting. So that's part of Yeah, read that part about the quarterback, how the quarterback oh, – yeah, the very end okay. where he's talking about how the quarterback position changes and how the offense okay. changes. This is Matt Masker again. He says, quote, the quarterback play will be different. The passing game is completely different. Everybody in football now kind of runs the same thing. They just use different terminology. That is true to a certain extent here. But just as far as the quarterback play, the quarterback obviously would not be taking a beating as much because we're, we cannot afford that. We're really trying to hammer the pass game, and the run game will change greatly too. We're still trying to figure out a lot of things there, but the style of the quarterback play will be the biggest difference. It's sort of interesting that part where he says we're not going to we're we're going to use the quarterback differently. We're not going to essentially. 
he's I think he's saying we're not, we're essentially not going to run the quarterback because we can't afford to do that. There, why do I find that interesting? Because they can afford it. They're pretty deep at that position. They're they're sort of different than a lot of programs right now. And that I would say they have three capable starters, three capable starters. Casey, Chubba, and Logan well, we Smothers. We saw Logan play well against Iowa. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I hate to leave Heinrich Harburg out of that discussion. Um, and, I mean, Matt Masker, for that matter. I, they're capable of coming in and playing. But I, I don't I don't know that Heinrich is quite, quite ready to be a starting quarterback. Um, but I would say Logan Smothers is because we have some evidence that he is. I mean, he's let, – let's face it. If that if that punt doesn't get blocked, Smothers might be guiding Nebraska to a win against Iowa. First since twenty fourteen, could right. that could have been him? Right, only start of the year. Yeah, Logan. I mean, acquitted himself nicely in that game. Chuba. Now I'm talking to Chuba today. I'm going to interview Chuba today, and I'm going to ask him what what what's your what's your. I mean, how what's your mental approach going into camp? Is it to go win this job? Or is it? Ah, we'll just see what happens. I mean, the Casey's probably the guy. Is that it? I can't. It can't. That can't be it, right? It's got to be. I'm gonna go win the job. Isn't it? That, what you, it is? what, I, I would hope that's his goal. Yeah. What is his? What is his frame of mind entering camp? Camp, Jake. Today's what? July eighth. July eighth. Camp. These guys report for camp on July twenty sixth. Eighteen days away. It's on us. You're under three weeks away from. And then, Ball camp. now, it's a perfect conduit into our next topic. Yes, we have an update on the Ireland game. We'll have our, our, our little uh, countdown to Ireland here at the end of the segment. But we learned some things yesterday, Sip, uh, as there was a little a conference about the Air Lingus Classic. You mentioned Ramir Johnson and Nick Henrich were there, as well as several game organizers hosting a press conference. Uh, ticket sales, Sip. Nebraska has sold 9,000 tickets for the Aer Lingus Classic, according to Padraig O'Kane, the CEO of Corporate.ie, mm-hmm. travel company in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Northwestern has sold just over 3,000. There's a- around 30,000 tickets have been sold in general. Okay. So they're, okay. Ex- they're expecting about 75% capacity, which should be about 40, uh, which should be, I don't know, 30-some thousand, high 30s. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about that number? Nebraska has sold 9,000 tickets. You've bought tickets. I, I, yeah, I have tickets. You're a ticket holder for the, the Aer Lingus Classic. Northwestern has sold just over 3,000. They, the, the organizers are hoping to sell 1,000 more Husker tickets. Now, so 10,000 Nebraska fans, 4,000, 5,000 Northwestern fans, that's 15,000 fans. And you gotta, you're, you're expecting the, the people of Dublin, the people of Ireland to purchase tickets yeah. and get that to 35,000, maybe 40,000 people. That's saying, that seems okay to me. Okay, right? Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, you're in an era right now, we're coming off of COVID, where everything was weird in terms of travel both flying and, and doing anything, there's always going to be the fear of something else popping up that can affect that. So that that's probably a reason why there's maybe some lower numbers. And also the fact that Nebraska was 3-9 and nine last year. I think that affects some things in terms of, of Nebraska of fans course. going to the game and their interest level of going to you know Dublin. Um, but I, I don't think you can be bummed about that if you're a Nebraska fan. 9,000 is not bad. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, again, you, you have... 
reports all over the world of, of issues with flights right now being canceled. There's not a, you know, not people not enough people to, to fly planes, so you have issues of travel to start. <laughs> don't don't say that too often to me. Not enough people to fly planes. There, yeah, there's there's issues with mm. with flights right now. A lot of flights are being canceled mm. across the every day. Mm. I had that problem, yes. but I got home still. Abby Barmore points out in this article on On3, something to keep in mind when purchasing tickets is Ireland does not have any COVID restrictions, including mask or required testing needed for flying or interest or entrance, entrance into businesses, events, etc. That's helpful. Yes. Helpful get more, get, people can still buy tickets. There's still time. It's, you know, if you want to get a flight, you better get on it, though. Okay. Um, the deadline to purchase tickets at Huskers.com is actually July 11th. Seriously? Yeah. The, I'll say that again. Oh. I'll say that again. The deadline to purchase tickets for this game at Huskers.com is July 11th. However, if you want to get them outside Huskers.com, you can still buy them online at Ticketmaster.com. Okay. Because you can, there is no ticket window in Ireland. So if you can't walk up to the stadium and say, I want a ticket to the game. They don't do that. There's, there's your factoid of the day. How about that? Is, that? is that our fact of the day for Ireland? Say it again. There, Okay, your countdown to Ireland, sponsored by McKinney's Irish Pub, 8th and P in the Haymarket. If you are to attend a sporting event in Ireland, they don't have ticket windows in Ireland. You must buy your tickets before the game, apparently online. <laughs> is that all the time, or is that just a this is from leftover Barmore. COVID? Unlike in America, there is no ticket window in Ireland. So fans will not be able to buy physical tickets on game day at the stadium. You can still buy them online at Ticketmaster.com. Hmm. There's your Irish factoid of today, brought to you by McKinney's Irish Pub at 8th and P. Yeah, along those lines, Abby's article, Abby Barmore of On3.com, points out that while in Ireland, the Huskers will have a team dinner at Epic, mm-hmm. the Irish Emigration Museum, and at Taylor's Three Rock where there will be lots of cultural music and dancing. You should go to that one. Uh, they will visit... Plus you dance. Yeah, they will visit the Kil, Kilmenham Gale Museum, which is a former prison that tells the story of Irish independence. So that's what Nebraska will be doing. I would say not a lot. They're, this... Ramir and Nick Henrich during this Zoom event were very kind and diplomatic... If you talk to players away from uh, an official type setting, these players will tell you, "Wow, we just are interested in going over there to win this game." All right, we're, we're going to do some stuff, but it's then dancing. we're going to get back to the hotel pretty quick. Yep. Yeah, no, they're not going to do a lot of dancing. It said, it said they're going to dance. It, I don't know that it said they are going to dance. So there's going to be dancing. <laughs> there will be lots of cultural music and dancing. <laughs> yeah, from others. <laughs> well, maybe the team gets into it a little bit. I don't know. Maybe. Okay, for those going, there's some some questions about hey, hey, hey Jake, sip. Can we can we tailgate up there? What's what does that look like? Can we actually drink before the game? Yeah, this is this this was I thought of you when I read Thank this. You. Go That's ahead. It's a smart thing to think of there. Uh several of the Aer Lingus Classic organizers traveled to Nebraska last year to watch a game at Memorial Stadium and took notes on a game day in Lincoln. Uh, O'Kane, the guy who puts it together, said they put an Irish twist on tailgating for Husker fans. He said instead of tailgating in trucks and parking lots, Nebraska fans can tailgate in bars in Dublin, 
with music in the streets and a big welcome from the locals. Here's the twist. We're not doing a parking lot deal. Yeah. Just go to the bar. And buy our beer. Yeah. <laughs> Here's yeah, the twist. An Irish twist. Go to the pub like everyone else, you sad saps. You cheapos. No gonna... cheap Bud Light for you. No Bush Light. You'll drink our beer and you'll like it. Who's going to have cars here? Right? I have a, I got a car rented. Did you got a car rented? Yeah, I can, I can tailgate in the I rental car. I can tailgate car. in the rental van. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Kick off 11 a.m. Central Time, one, uh, 5.30 Ireland Time. Uh, there will be a pep rally also sit with the appearances by Nebraska's coaches, band, and cheer squad on Friday. That's in uh, Dublin, though. Friday, August 30th, after the game. No, Friday. What? That's not right. Yeah, that can't be right. That's, that's the wrong date. Yeah, it must be wrong. Friday, August 26th. Right. Right. 4.30. Yeah. So the Friday before the game, if you're going to this game, there will be a pep rally. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yes. Yes. Anything else you want to get to on this? No, it's interesting. I just think the ticket sales part is... Yeah. Is anybody like... Okay, so... People night, wonder. People wonder they, about They it. thought that there'd be anywhere from fifteen to 20,000 tickets sold. They had hoped for 20,000 Nebraska and Northwestern fans, but we'll get roughly 15,000. So, if you think about it, all things considered, COVID, right. travel, you weren't probably going to get as much as you wanted, but they didn't come up too short. As usual, Nebraska fans step to the plate, sending ten thousand. They're going to end up sending ten thousand people over there, which is that'll be. It'll be very evident on TV that that Nebraska fans are are in that stadium and ready to roll. As a texture points out to. Uh you know, inflation's kind of high right now. Things yes, are really it is. pricey. So if you want if you want to have twenty thousand fans there, well guess what? Take everything has gone up in price. I think a, it's harder I, to travel right Yeah, now. what what it's did you expensive. pay for a plane flight over there? Can you say it publicly? Uh, I don't know why you couldn't. Yeah, I think well per person yes, round per person. trip was like twelve hundred bucks. Okay. Thirteen hundred. I mean that's you're, you're, you're forking out money. This is not a cheap trip by any means. I've so seen round that. trip now. If you're going round trip now, if you're gonna get them now, they're they're upward of sixteen hundred. Yeah. I mean that's what you're looking at. Well yeah. That's I, expense. Well, it's a month away or two months just over a month away. Yeah. So yeah, it gets more expensive. Yeah. Right now if you decide let's do this, you're you're paying probably close to seventeen hundred dollars for a round trip one ticket. That's what you're looking at. That's and that's not you know I don't know what what you're doing for a hotel. Um, I don't know, but that's that's where we're at. And which which I think it's fine. I'm, nothing I've read. Nothing I read takes away from my excitement for the experience. Yeah, me neither. Uh, somebody says if Nebraska was good, they would easily get that twenty thousand. If Nebraska was coming off a nine and three season. Ten and two season. Are they getting to their goal of twenty thousand tickets? Sold? Okay, now I know. I mean, our job is to parse words. And that text said, "If Nebraska were good, now that's now that's it's interesting to me. If Nebraska were bad, we wouldn't come on the show and say, "Hey, I think they got a shot to beat Oklahoma." Hey, it'll be disappointing if they don't start three and zero. Hey, they should start five and one or six and zero. So is Nebraska bad? I well, ask you ask that you, question. I'll ask you this then: Is Nebraska a bad team? I'll count you with this. Was Nebraska good last year? They weren't bad. It wasn't were a bad they? program. They were a three and nine program that wasn't bad. Well, you tell me. 
You tell me. It's, it's a, I, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you because they, no, were, you're not. they were in all those games. Right. It's, I don't I don't know what to describe last year's team as. I have I've yet to come to an actual summation of what it was. Well, they you can there's certain things that you can say, for instance, on the bright side, they played the hardest schedule I've seen at Nebraska in 30 years. That's on the bright side. On the sort of minus side, they underachieved. That's I mean that that's the, that's what they have to live with. They underachieved. They that's a bowl team. Okay? That's a, that's a team good enough to play in a bowl game and they didn't. If I were on the coaching staff, I would that would that would be hard to live with. And when I say bowl, I mean just, just get to 6. You know, get to 7. That team was capable of playing in a bowl game. They caught a bad schedule, but they still were capable of playing a bowl game. So I ask you, were they a bad team? It's a it's a really interesting discussion. I, I mean, because if you look what at are record, you laughing at? Uh, there's some good text coming in. If, yeah, if you look at record only, they were a bad team. But if you look at how the product was out there during the the 60 minutes of play, they weren't bad. Husker fan in Manhattan just says the summation of last year's team is the greatest train wreck ever, which would indicate they're bad. Then I don't think that's true. I don't. I've seen worse train wrecks. You and else, dude. Cole, who just called train in. wreck. Hold on, train wreck is losing to yeah. Ohio State. What? What did they lose? Sixty-two to three. Sixty-two to three. That was a train. wreck. That's a train. That's wreck. a train wreck. Losing to Demry Croft in Minnesota, fifty-four to twenty-one. That's a train wreck. De- losing to Iowa on your home field, fifty-four to seventeen. Was that what it was? Something like that. I think it was close to that. Yeah, that's a train wreck. No, no, I disagree with the texter. Last season was not a train wreck. It was it was not a train wreck. Uh, Cole, who just called in earlier, says they were just really bad at winning last year. Yeah, I mean, good. I was a, a fine team that didn't know how to win. Yeah, I find it to be sort of a complex discussion. Uh, from the text line, we got a bunch of texts coming in four six four five six eight five from Corey. Going back to the tailgating discussion, real quick. Okay, Ireland. Corey. He says, "Hey, Jake." Do they have Ford F-150s and Dodge Rams available to rent in Ireland? Um, no, they don't. It's a good, legit question. It's legit <laughs> no, it's not question. a good question. It's a, it's a sarcastic question. They don't have it's a good those sar- types of good cars it's out there. It's a good there. sarcastic question. Uh, he also says, forget about the word bad. Were they a good team last year? Um, no. I don't, you can't say that. You can't say that. They were an average team that went 3-9. and nine. Ah. They had their flaws. Yeah, for their flawed. But there's but you can't say bad program. You just can't say that. You can't say bad program and then say then then say you expect them to start five and one. Okay. Well, the point was the texture said that earlier says this. Back to the point. If they had gone ten and two last year, mm-hmm. that's definitely good. A good program. Mm-hmm. Now we're not arguing about. Were they good at three and nine? I mean, they, if ten and two happened, they were good. They underachieved, is what I'm saying. He thinks at that point they would have twenty thousand tickets. Do you sold. understand why it's in, why these conversations are interesting? If if it's a bad program, as some of our textures suggest, why are people picking them to are saying they should start five and one? You can't have it both ways, is what I'm suggesting. You can't have it both ways. You can't sit over there with your arms crossed, say it's a bad program, and then say, well, but they should start five and Fat one. Fat Phil says. Fifteen and twenty nine equals bad program. Okay, Fat Phil, what are your expectations for him this year? 
Fat, he says six and six. Okay. Okay. Mediocre. Yeah. Better than it was first bowl game, but whoop, whoop de doo six and six. Six and six is trouble in my opinion. But it is. It, it should be trouble yeah. with this schedule this year. Yeah. Because because we've gone through it. If you're six and six, now you got now you got to help me through this. Your wins are against Northwestern sub five hundred, North Dakota sub five hundred, Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern sub five hundred. We're talking about last year's yep. last year. Uh, Georgia, Indiana, Indiana. sub five hundred, Illinois sub five hundred last year, and then who would be the last one? Well, you have, you have Rutgers in the road, possibly Rutgers, or Minnesota. Rutgers, no Rutgers. Rutgers. That's it. Those are your sub six 500. wins. If if that if you finish six and six, and those are your wins, I just don't think you're. If you're an AD, you can say let's run it back. I don't know if you can do it. This is this is a gettable year. I mean, if you if you just. Make any sort of progress, you should be in that seven to eight win range. Those six wins would be really unimpressive, right? Really unimpressive. Yeah, those are those aren't great teams you're beating. No, they're all sub five hundred last year. You got to add a couple, at least one, good win, right? Now I'm all for it. See, it's a fine line. Why? Why is all the? Why are all these conversations interesting? One reason is because there's a fine line. I take seven. I think you do got to run it back if it's seven because because I think continuity continues to be. I think it's important. There's a chance at seven wins you only beat one decent team. Then yeah, that, I, but I think there's that. I do look at that distinction as being important. But it did, at the same point, yeah, you're, you're not at, at seven and five. You're probably not losing losing to the teams that you shouldn't be losing to. You're beating the teams you should. Absolutely. Which has not been the case right. enough for right. Nebraska. Right. But six, <laughs> one, again, distinction. Yeah. It's just one, and that's sort of ludicrous in a way, right? You look at it that much different, seven and five and six and six, but yeah, I kind of do. Because six and six, you're probably not beating anybody really good. Probably. Maybe you upset somebody and get upset by somebody. Maybe you lose to... North Dakota, but beat Oklahoma, something like that, or maybe you beat Wisconsin, but you but you lose to Georgia Southern. It could be. I mean, obviously, it could be something like that. Uh, Texas says good programs don't lose to Wisconsin and Iowa every year for the last seven years. I mean, we've we've had that discussion. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's just, time to just, end that. Just with- just be one of them. It's, yeah, it's time to end one they of them. They could those. have won both games last year. I know. Now, see, that's again. So that's the... But they didn't, though. That's could the have, retort. Should, could have, would have, should have. They didn't do it, though. Right. Results matter. Oh, they do. Thank Air you, Lingus Classic. Yes. Nine, I am one of 9,000 ticket holders for that game. <laughs> I don't if, have the tickets in my hand. If you're going to Scotland before... Dub- yes. Okay. Oh, I'm going to bring a kilt. No, you're not. I gotta buy a kilt for Ireland. <laughs> yes, I think the listeners will be disappointed if I don't wear a kilt in, uh, in Scotland. Do you really think they will be disappointed? Yes. Yes. I don't think so. I will bring back the kilt I wore at some point. A kilt? Yeah. Or maybe I'll show it to you before I actually go. I. Just, I I'm not gonna say it. What, what, what more we, next. Yeah. More next. Yeah.